0: I think the lessons that we are learning as we are still kind of closing out the pandemic and hopefully it closes down soon is that we can't go from taking so much care to becoming again, uncaring about our people. So I think this requires a certain kind of, you know, that emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, which um, I think we were talking about even before the pandemic, that that needs to be there in the leaders. I think we in HR world always cared about it, but I think we need to throw a specific spotlight on that so that not only us in HR, but leaders that we are developing, leaders that are already in our organization, pay attention to that. And no, it's no longer the soft skills, it is the needed and necessary skills that I think we would need to bring whether we are working remote, whether we are working hybrid, or whether we are working in the office.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. You know, like it seems that every day for the past couple of years, all of us, including myself, have been talking a lot about the pandemic, what to do during the pandemic, how to get, you know, things, uh, you know, going and moving forward during the pandemic. What do we need to do today in order to respond to all the challenges that the pandemic has created for ourselves individually, for our organizations, our nations, our governments, and whatnot. But we haven't spent a lot of time talking about what happens after the pandemic. What's, what's the next page of this crazy book of humanity? And how we start getting ready for that next page uh, from today, from now. So we're going to have that conversation about what happens after the pandemic. What do we do as, as HR professionals, as HR leaders? What do we do as organizations when we finally turn over this one pandemic page and get into the next page of our you know, history as, as humans? We're going to have this conversation with somebody who is very excited about all things people, building happier work environments, more inclusive work environments. And she's been doing this at all, uh, in all different industries and sizes of organizations from large corporations to startups, nonprofits. So I am really excited to bring that wealth of expertise and knowledge to address this question of what happens after COVID. So Garima, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing
0: well. And thank you, Enrique, for having me at your podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much. I am excited about the conversation. And as I said offline, because we don't get to talk too much about what happens after, you know, the day after tomorrow, if you will. So, so let me start by asking you this. What do you envision organizations will look like after the pandemic? What, what, what's going to be different about them if you compare them to what they became during the pandemic and what they were before the pandemic?
0: Yes, I think I, And again, these are my observations. Of course. The world is always, you know, whatever things are happening too fast and uh, too differently than what we think. But my imagination is that while previously the organizations were more centered around business and profits, and kind of that was the focus for most organizations. And during the pandemic, we learned that the true human centered design of what, which is being used a lot, is what people focus became a thing, right? If we keep saying that people are the biggest asset of our organizations, uh, they really truly became. And uh, there was a lot of care that was spent on uh, whether mental health resources, whether physical health resources, HR people were working quite closely with their safety teams, their health teams, their benefits team, all of that to really keep their people safe and healthy uh, during this ongoing very long pandemic time. So I think the lessons that we are learning as we are still kind of closing out the pandemic and hopefully it closes down soon, is that we can't go from taking so much care to becoming again, uncaring about yeah. our people. So I think this requires a certain kind of, you know, that emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, which um, I think we were talking about even before the pandemic, that that needs to be there in the leaders. I think we in HR world always cared about it. But I think we need to throw a specific spotlight on that so that not only us in HR, but leaders that we are developing, leaders that are already in our organization, pay attention to that. And no, it's no longer the soft skills. It is the needed and necessary skills that I think we would need to bring whether we are working remote, whether we are working hybrid or whether we are working in the office. I think that ability to understand the emotions of others, understand the emotions that we are feeling and therefore, how we are, you know, more self-aware and how we are showing up in the workplace. For me, I think that is what we are going to be like. Yes, um, the human-centered design, bringing in the empathy, those will be there. But um, working with ourselves to understand where are we today, yep. being able to, you know, appear and how do we kind of show up in the workplace. I think that is going to be the next new skill set that we all would need to develop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that, Grima. and. And I have to ask you this, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're in the same, same camp of people who fear that we go back to the way things were before, even after all the pain and the suffering that we've seen in the world over the past, uh, you know, two plus years, right? And the reality is that even today, at the time that we're recording this podcast at the end of January of 2022, I look at, you know, job postings on LinkedIn, the things that people are talking about. And I'm thinking, wow, it seems that we too quickly sort of lost track of the things that we we said were important, you know, last year, you know, like mental uh, uh, wellness, well-being. We continue to talk about it, but not as much as we were talking about it it last year. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. We continue to talk about it, but it's not as much as we did last year. Now you see more companies saying, well, we want to bring people back to the office. Now you see less, not 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 that, uh, you know, it's just like this, but you see less remote jobs being posted and more hybrid or on site. So I fear that, you know, the, 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 the strength of going back to the way things were before is so powerful. And I want to ask you, how do we fight that? How do we say, no, we shouldn't go back to that because it was not normal, nor was it working for everybody. So how do we fight that?
0: So I think I can speak from uh, the seat that we hold, right, in HR. And I think one of the things that happened for us in HR during this pandemic is we got the really, that seat that we desired so much, we got that seat, right? Uh, Every organization that had HR folks realized the importance of having them and the roles that they truly can play. And so now that we do have that seat on the table, I think we should do that comparison. We have the data analytics. We've got enough data to tell the story that we want to to say if you go back then this can happen yeah. to be able to have detailed and meaningful conversations with our leaders to say yes okay true let's bring people back but not in a manner which forces us to see the effects of you know the great resignation and i don't like to use that term but people leaving companies because they are feeling if you don't care for me why should i work for you right and so people are making those choices And we, as HR leaders, we need to help uh, the organization understand that when we say, let's be authentic, we want to gain the trust of our employees who are already here. And we want them to go outside and tell, this is a company that uh, believes in you, believes that your family and your values are important, and therefore this is a great place to work, so come join us. So I think there is a very, very direct consequence for a lot of companies who are going back to that non-caring um, companies that people were before. And therefore it's, it's important for us as HR leaders to keep pushing the needle to say there's a consequence and yeah. here's a data point, not just, um, you know, not just things that we are saying because we like to say the soft things, yeah. but there's a real data point over here.
1: Absolutely. You know, you're you're actually reminding me of something that I saw last week. Somebody posted it somewhere on Twitter or LinkedIn. It's a recruiter of a company. And this recruiter said, one of the things that I'm doing right now is keeping an eye on the, the work approach that our competitors are using. So for example, what he meant by that was, if I see one of our competitors saying to their people, you have to come back to the office now, I immediately reach out to their, uh, to, to their, to their uh, talent and tell them, in our company, you don't have to come back to the office. You can work in whatever way makes sense for you. So I think that's, a, that's honestly a really powerful way for HR to say, well, you know, if you want to go back to normal, people don't want that. So we're going to be, you know, tapping into your talent and telling them, here, we value you and we value the experience that you have gone through over the past couple of years.
0: And so I think uh, we are coming to the uh, conference, the uh, conference that you are bringing for everybody. And I remember that one of the pre-conversations that we were having is that listening to your people is very key. Mm You are not going to go develop policies in silo or sit in your seats and just come up with initiatives these initiatives need to come from what your people want. So this is no longer, you know, the world where you are only listening to your customer. You need to find regular pace of listening to what your employees are telling and not just listen, but do something about that listening. And so uh, the very right example that you gave that, uh, you know, if you are not listening, somebody else is listening to your employees and therefore they will not no longer be your employees, but somebody else's
1: employees. Yeah, yeah. it's,
0: It's a very direct consequence.
1: Absolutely, and that's that is you know it's it's a, it's the reality of this new talent marketplace, and and I wish HR would understand that better. To you know, in order not only for them to listen to their own employees and adapt to the way people are working today, but also say, hey, if we if we keep an eye on what our competitors are doing, and we offer something that sometimes doesn't even cost more money, it's just telling people here you can work in a flexible approach. You know, we don't we don't regulate the way uh, you work, the scheduling, which work, the place you work from. So I think that's a, that's a great opportunity. Uh, let me ask you this, Grima. Um, If I think, you know, we spend a lot of time in general discussing about the skills that we need going forward, you know, the new things that we need to embrace and learn, blah, blah, blah. But let me ask you this. I'm going to actually ask you the other side of, the, of that one coin. If you could think about the, the things that we were doing in HR before that we should not do again, that we should let go and bury down, you know, under the, uh, you know, underground and never pick up on those things again. What what would you say, you know, what, what do you think we should stop doing uh, as we try to move our organizations forward?
0: I think a couple of things, and I, I'll go a little tactical, like very yeah. for the HR team as well, and then maybe go a little bit on the strategy side. So I would say that You as HR folks need to model and therefore learn to take care of yourselves because as HR people, we suck at it, right? And there there are enough people out there that can talk to you about it. And I, I would say that I was in that boat. So if you don't know how to take care of yourself you probably are not doing a good job telling others how to take care of themselves. So I would say that HR people should learn to model whether it's taking breaks, whether it is being the ability to say no whether it is creating your own, you know, self aid to say, how do you take care of self when you have heard really bad news? Because the fact of the matter is that often people come to HR with bad news and big problems rather than when they've won, right? So how do you create that resilience that you're trying to build in the organization? That's lesson number one. Um, The other thing is that that while HR was focused a lot on, you know, the compliance bit, which I, I don't think it's going away. The law is the law of the country you need to look at that. But I think when you are developing a policy, when you are developing a program, when you're developing an initiative, don't think about the coolness of the initiative, <laughs> but go and really take a pilot or a feel and go talk to real people who say, yeah. if we were to launch this, how would you feel about that? right? Yeah. And do you need it? And be ready to come back and say, even though we developed all of this and put all of this together, let's scratch that and let's come up with something which the people will like, which the people yeah. will adapt to because the ultimate game is to make your people grow or develop or you know whatever, however they want to engage. The employee, head of employee experience, head of employee engagement is becoming one of the fastest uh, growing job titles in HR. And it is because if you are not taking care of that, then people are saying, okay, this again, as we said, employers don't care about me as a person, and therefore why don't I find another employer who can take care of me as a person? So then moving on to the more strategic side of things, I think um, the HR data analytics is becoming a fast growing field. And we in HR are often not good with numbers. We don't always uh, kind of go there. That's not our sweet spot. So I think we in HR would need to learn work with data and to be able to read the story in between the data lines to be able to be good with so not shy away but figure out how to improve ourselves as compared to before many people are good or bring new people to the team but i think that would be a key way if you're listening to people if you're gathering that data know what to do with your data right that that is going to be helpful and then i think instead of sitting down and saying this these are the soft skills that hr wants to build you up You need to find another language so that (laughs) these soft skills that people always push up and say oh my god it's all airy fairy you need to help them understand that these emotions that we are talking about in the organization they are key to us understanding how employees are showing up what is happening happening for working parents right right now right so many of us have got little kids where daycares are still closed people are not able to send the kids away and they're doing dual triple jobs with doing the work doing the work at home managing their kids all together. And so things are not still not easy. And all of those acknowledgements that we had to say, it's okay to shut down your Zoom camera. It's okay for uh, your kid to pop up. All of these things need to continue on because there's not going to be like a complete full stop to the pandemic. It's going to take its time in different countries, different places. And as global organizations for many of us, we would need to be aware and the awareness cannot come just by listening to the news, but it's coming by listening to you. Yeah. So I think, for me, those are the things that we should stop doing or continue doing <laughs> from the pandemic era, which we learned from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, lo- I love the uh, the uh, the components, of course, of, of self-care, data, doing policy and compliance, because we still have to do it, even though, at least for me, it's not my favorite part of the work in HR. But since we still have to do it, do it in a, more, in a smarter way, in a more effective way. Um, we're getting closer to the end of our conversation. I want to ask you one last and, and brief question. What excites you the most about the future of HR? What are you when you think about the future of HR, What's, what's one thing that keeps you, you know uh, a ticking for, for this work that we do in HR?
0: I think it's a very, very exciting time for us in HR, and as you said, the whole uh, thing about you know, the DEI elements of our work, the uh, soft skill elements of our work, are they're all amalgamating together. Yeah. And we've got this, uh, you know, a, a really loud mouthpiece to be right. able to say these are important. And this is our time. This, yeah. this is our time. It's a very exciting time to be in HR. And people should f- be able to use this leverage that we've received during the pandemic to be able to make the changes that we've always been wanting to do in HR. So I think that's the most exciting thing.
1: I, I love that. I think some of the things that, not that people didn't care too much about them before, but they were not front and center in organizations like DEI now are front and center, meaning that we finally have the opportunity to say, hey, the things that we love, now everybody likes them too. So what better opportunity to put them forward and better than now? So Garima, thank you so much for sharing your insights and spending this time with me and, and, and coming to uh, you know, share some uh, ideas with the community. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Enrique. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank, Have you. A good one. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.